Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production for Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put out important news. With us today, you can see two executives on with us. First, Daniel Petrov, CEO of Kiara Holdings, trades on the venture under KO. With them, Stephen Pelton, CEO of Aegis Brands, trades on the big board TSX under the stock symbol AEG, and also a new director of Kiara. Let's talk about why. For those who are new to the story, because you saw this headline, Kiaro is one of Canada's largest retailers of cannabis. In their last full year, they've registered $17.1 million in revenue, up 230% year over year, and a gross profit of $5.1 million, up 281% uh, year over year. But those numbers are going to get supercharged because on September 27th, Kiaro closed the acquisition of Hemisphere Cannabis from Aegis, from Aegis Brands, and together, forecast projected annual revenue of $42.7 million for Chiaro with gross profit of $13.7 million. Unbelievable numbers. Uh, it's an all-stock transaction. Aegis now holds 25% of Chiaro, so it's a big one. Let's talk about it. Gents, welcome to the show. Thank you, Robert. Thanks, George. Stephen, first question to you, because you're the new guest, right? Dan's been on a couple of times. We all heard from him. You sold second cup in April, and now you've completed this transaction with Chiaro. Uh, who is Aegis? More importantly, why did you choose Chiaro for such an important transaction where you're basically handing over a hemisphere in return for 25% of the company? Uh, okay, good question there. I, I mean, Aegis... Aegis, however you like to pronounce it, is uh, really a food and beverage consolidator. It's where uh, me and my team have the most amount of uh, expertise and experience, um, and that's where we wanted to be. Um, we built this uh, brand, Hemisphere, very proud of it, uh, but when we're getting focused on acquiring other food and beverage companies, I think the people that we're acquiring want to know that we're focused just on the food and beverage. So... The deal with Kiro and Daniel just made a lot of sense for us. We wanted to have this asset that we believe in, in an industry we believe in, in hands of the people that are thinking about cannabis 24-7. Um, I think it's the right thing for our investors. I think it's the right thing for the brand. And I think it's the right thing for Kiro. So we're really excited uh, about this. You know, like I said, now we're 100% focused on the food and beverage space with uh, just a very little bit of my time um, as a director and sitting on the board of Kiro. And, and Hemisphere must have, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm assuming you guys had your pick of the litter with Hemisphere. You could have gone uh, to a lot of different uh, large cannabis companies who would probably love to uh, uh, enter the same transaction. Anything specific about Kiaro uh, that you guys really like uh, that, that push you towards getting this deal done with Dan and his team? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the one thing that the first and foremost reason why we like Kiro is the team. Like they're real uh, cannabis and retail uh, professionals. We also like the fact that they were in BC where we weren't um, great exposure in, in a market that is somewhat protected. And we also like the fact that they were in the uh, wholesale business in Saskatchewan. So they, right. they've, they've kind of spread out in a good way and bringing the two companies together. It was kind of, one plus one equals three for us. Um, and I, I believe Carol felt the same way. Dan, I'm quoting you from the press release. The closing of this transaction is monumental for Chiaro. Uh, let's talk about how great Hemisphere is. 
because if you're giving up 25, you know, if you're giving up 25% of the company, uh, we got to assume these are just fantastic assets. They obviously have the number. So, what is about the assets that you really like? What is it about these locations? So, so Steve's, Steve's on the board now. So, so I'm, I'm going to dig in a little bit and, and just say not to be modest. I mean, when you're looking at any transaction in M&A and, and, and you get to the point where, you know, we're trying to acquire an asset and then Steve and, and the team there is, is vetting us, right? You know, you're acquiring such a strong portfolio or a company when, when that company you're acquiring is so diligent and, and selective on who they're going to do the deal with. So when Steve came to me and we started talking, it, it was, it's, it's, we started talking early uh, or late 2020 uh, last year. Wow. And then Steve, Steve, Steve was very focused. I'll be, he's okay with me saying this now. Yeah, it's on board again. You can't, can't come down me too hard, but it's, uh, he said, Dan, if we invest this portfolio, we will be investing it in a company we believe can be the top three retailer in Canada. That, that was, that was hands down. And that's what Steve, Steve said confirmed? to me. That's that, that, you know, that, that's, that, that, that's where you think it was. Certainly sounds like something I would have said. Yes. Yeah. So Dan, and uh, yeah, go ahead. Keep going. So, but, but that was it. That, that, when I looked at that, and, and again, that's why I think it took so long. We, we, you know, we, we, we went through a long process to, to make this deal work. We even tabled it for a bit while, while they were going through the second cup deal. And we were not the only ones, if Steve, keep me honest here, but we were not the only ones that, that they were looking at and they we went through. So this is a very much, a, if, if, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, this is a big choice on Aegis's part. They kind of had such a great portfolio here that they had to pick the litter of companies they want to do business with. And, and I'm, I'm fortunate that we chose each other and we did the deal because the portfolio is just phenomenal. And let's Steve maybe could fill in color on the locations, but these are second cup locations. These leases were acquired or, or, or acquired by a company that had hundreds of leases and still till today. You know, as Steve can talk to the backing that they have and, you know, the, the, even the Yogan Bruce connections, but, you know, these are premium locations and maybe Steve can even speak to that portfolio that what they've curated here. Yeah, Steve, let's talk um, about yeah. uh, you know how, how great the portfolio is, the location, the quality of the locations and, and why they're so successful. Yeah, I, I will talk about that and just want to say I want to just touch on what Daniel said. Um, you know, from our from our point of view as a, as a shareholder and a CEO of Aegis, it was easier for us to pick someone like Carol for a lot of reasons. We still we believe heavily in um, our asset, but also in the industry and Although you know we have 25% of the company, we believe the best is to come in this industry and partner with Caro. It, you know, we want to realize value. We had other transactions that were were all cash, and we chose to do this deal with Carol because we still believe. Wow, that's said a lot. Um, as for the locations, I mean, Second Cup had been around for 47 is still around 46, 47 years, and they, our focus always for those years was to get premium locations main and main wherever you could it's a lot of great corners like some of our corners at king and bathurst in toronto and front and church like they're they're second to none um and so yeah, we anybody living in ontario i've seen i've seen all i've seen many of them in there yeah fantastic locations so we you know we took them and we and even though in some of those cases there's lots of competition around we are we're exceeding uh all of our neighbor sales because you're just so visible and and we we're very proud of what we built with Hemisphere. We're very aligned in the um, in the spirit of what we were trying to do with Hemisphere as with Carol. So 
you know, guest or customer facing service, uh, treating your staff, right? All those things are very uh, similar in both companies. So changing the name on the, on the door isn't going to be a, a drastic change inside from what the customers can experience. So I expect the hemisphere uh, locations to continue on their growth even after they change the names to Kiara. Uh, Dan, I haven't been to a location. I'm presuming you've probably been to one or two. It's not just the location, but I'm assuming it's also the quality of the experience inside because Aegis has a track record. You mentioned Yogan Fruz. I mentioned Second Cupra of, of providing yeah. a fantastic retail experience. I'm assuming that's yeah. the same thing with the Hemisphere? Same thing. Um, you know, I, I, I was floored to walk into locations and, and see the quality builds. But again, looking back at what we said, it makes sense. I mean, if I, I didn't I didn't actually know the exact years, but 40 plus years, Second Cup's been in business. Um, not only are these great locations, when we walked in the stores, there's very little we have to do to change the interior. Like the experience, the quality of the builds, the layout, you can, it, it, you can the vaults in the back, the, you name it. Uh, it's just very, very, it's a very clean and, and first class experience. And like Steve said, it, it, little tweaks here and there maybe, but, but uh, just to accommodate some of our tech stack. But other than that, you're, you're kind of changing the name on the outside of the building. It, it, these are awesome stores. And anyone in Toronto walking into one or Ottawa, walk into another Canada store and walk into an atmosphere store. If you, you'll notice the difference and it makes it very easy for us to integrate them. Right. So, so just beautiful stores. Yeah. Now together with what Kiara had, because obviously had great performances last fiscal year. Now you're bringing hemisphere. Yeah. Uh, you guys are projecting 12 month revenue, a forecast of, you know, let's call it 43 million. I'm just rounding up, you know, how, yeah. how much of that comes from what, what the, all the stores are doing right now versus how yeah. much of that also includes growth. You know, are you, are you guys, I'm playing devil's advocate. Are you overestimating yeah, yeah. The, the growth that's coming or how, where, where do you come up with that number? The, the 40, the 42.7 is pretty conservative. It's, it's what Kiara is doing now. And, Last year we posted the 17, but we're on a run of like 24, 20, 20, 25 right now. And then we're adding the, the hemisphere assets on. So this is uh, this is a forecast from the day we closed the deal. This is yep. a forecast for, for 12 months from closing. Once these things are full ramp, we expect them to be over 50 million bucks. So 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 that's just, and this number is, we didn't, we didn't pick that number lightly. We actually had to prove it to the exchange and kind of show them, you know, yep. even our math and, and, Hence, why you see we posted the gross the gross on it too, right? Um, so, so no, that 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 number is uh, again that number was 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 calculated with, with you know what I mean. So, and that's from the day we closed the four tech cast forty two point seven. So if that if that answers your question, but yeah, no, that's uh, massive, it, uh, you massive. know I want to ask that, and I'm glad you brought the part of the exchange because you know, it's a small cap world, and you might have George yeah. Com, you know, buy ABC <laughs> widgets and tack and say forty three million dollars. But not really mentioning we're we're assuming five hundred percent growth this year, and it's not you know yeah. it's not a really reliable number. And I knew it was, but I think it was important for for investors to hear it. So let's talk about uh, growth going forward. You know, after that twelve months, specifically, Dan, you mentioned something called I've never heard this before. Second mover, you're saying second mover advantage. Kiara's second mover second, advantage. Second mover advantage in Ontario. What does that mean? Why does that play to your benefit? Well, I think I think this is I, I think what this deal is the second mover advantage when you look at it. Maybe Steve can speak to that, but uh, Eleanor, you know, COO at, at uh, Eleanor Lynch at Kiero, you know, she's been in retail for 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 what 15, 15 odd years, 
And uh, she said, Dan, we have a saying in retail, first is worst. Uh, and I can see that in a very competitive environment where you have no barrier to entry in retail. A lot of times there's no barrier, uh, where it's a little different when you do have a barrier. So we, I, I talk about this lots in BC. There's, there's significant barriers that are, that are maintained over time. Uh, every time you put a store through, you have to go from the province to the municipality. There's, there's different regulations. You might have to zone the property. You might have, you might not be able to get one because it's 500, 300 meter distancing requirements. You know, that's not, that's not typical in a traditional retail sense. You don't, you don't, you don't open up a, you know, a, a clothing store and you're like, ah, you got distancing requirements, but this is regulated. So in BC liquor, you have a kilometer distance. You can't open a, a liquor store within a kilometer of another one. You can't even open them because it's a moratorium. You have to buy them now, but but that's where I think second mover advantage in Ontario was key, because what is the strategy? There is no distancing requirements. There uh -huh. isn't really, you know, there isn't really a cap on how many stores in aggregate that Ontario can have, right? So what's the strategy? It's like kind of, kind of related to to going in and 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 and, and you know playing uh, playing playing a game. It's like if you can or poker. It's like, hey George, if if you're gonna lay all your cards on the table real quickly, and I can see what you got, it's like. Why would I not come in second? You know, any any kind of thing like that. So it's like second mover advantage when the chips are laid and people just rush to the plate. Uh, hence, why they're not going to get these deals like and do these partnerships and relationships with with a deal like Hemisphere and Aegis, right? That is a second mover advantage because they've already gone in, they've got their stores. We waited and say we don't want the fastest stores, we want the best stores. And this essentially this deal. Yeah, let, let somebody else uh, experience the pain. Let somebody else trip over themselves a little bit, you know, trying to, trying to go like the road runner. I guess it's the tortoise and the hare. Um, yeah. Cause no, there was no real advantage to being at first unless you early days, there was lottery. And if you got in, there was supply demand, but that, 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 that quickly resolved itself. So right now it's best stores, best leases, you know, and, and, and equal or better experience to stay. Steve, you think that, uh, you know, the, the new uh, Chiaro now, because it's, it's got hemisphere, so I'm just going to say Chiaro, the, the big picture now. Uh, you know, you know what you know what you're talking about. He just knows what's talking about when it comes to building retail brands. Uh, how confident are you that the company can and and what would it take to become a top three retailer of, of cannabis? Yeah, so a top three has got to be defined. I mean, I think that Chiaro is a is the probably the top one when it comes to customer service. Um, and that's really important in the long term for retail. I mean, eventually people go where they have the best experience and that has been a focus of Kiro's and Hemispheres all along. So they're, they're at the top of that already. In the cannabis world, retail world right now, everyone's talking about the top three as in size of portfolio, number of stores. Um, I think in this world, I think there has to be more M&A um, there's a lot of stores in Alberta. There's a lot of stores in Ontario, and I don't know if there's room for a lot more, but there's room for consolidation and, and Daniel and his team, uh, we've spoke about this lots. Um, you know, they obviously believe in it. They bought us. I think there's going to have to be some more of that. It, there will be some more of that in this industry. And I think that Carol is, is well suited to participate. And Dan, does, yeah. this, does this press release, does this announcement position you guys uh, and, uh, and, and put you in a much stronger position to go along and acquire George Com Cannabis out of uh, Alberta and Saskatchewan with uh, 15 locations? Because I see the quality yeah. of this acquisition. And are you going to leverage that, you know, immediately to try and to try and get more M&A going? 
Yeah, well, I mean, Georgecom would have to be vetted uh, through our systems. But other than that, um, this this is our, it's already gained traction. The exposure it's given the company, we have we have a lot of deal. We've already looked at hundreds in, 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 in Ontario, but we have a lot of deal flow coming in, not just in Ontario. This has created, again, awareness now. Kiara's a retailer. We've made a major acquisition. We've actually done, I say two, but we've done three this year, being public for one year. This is the big one that we've done. We're getting a lot of deal flow and inbound. We're getting a lot of investor uh, appetite and credit. So I think a lot of things, this just fills out Kiara as a company, our credibility, our deal flow. People know who we are. And we're actually, I know the metric right now, unfortunately, like right now we're in the state where store count, you know, number of stores is, is kind of the metric by which people gauge by. And on that note, we're actually number four uh, for number of stores for for, 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 for cannabis retailers wow. on high tide. I didn't realize you were already number four in terms of number of stores. Already number four, yeah. We, we went above Chum with this acquisition, this deal. Um, if you did discount the franchise stores from, from, from companies like Spirit Leaf and but uh, it, it, it's opened up. It's opened up the floodgates of opportunities. People see that we're doing deals. They see that we closed the big deal. So we're on the M&A track. Uh, institutions and, and, and investors are behind us uh, on that front, waiting for us to do deals. So we're, we're ready to keep going here. Uh, so we have the deal flow. We have the opportunities and we're ready to keep going. Steve said, number one on metrics. I mean, if you look at the fundamentals, which we're going to get there eventually in this industry, where that's what we're going to be looking at. Um, we're big enough to stand the test of time. We're in the top running group. Uh, we're we're going to be able to weather any storm that comes about. And there's a lot of money in cannabis. I, I think people, this industry has been around now. I've, I've been in it for, for almost eight, eight, nine years. And I think, you know, there is some exhaustion. There is some stuff going on. And unfortunately, it is what it is. We're still in the beginning. There's a massive amount of money to make. And I think people are going to be very surprised and very happy that people that have invested in cannabis and held in as part of their portfolio for the long term, they're going to be very happy for when this industry keeps getting through these phases and keeps growing. Because you're going to see a lot of the, the, the smaller players, maybe not either anymore. You're going to see some big yeah. companies form like we are with, with, with the, other, the, other, the other few. Uh, and you're going to see cannabis companies make really good margins and really good money at the end of the day. Steven, and a great experience, a great cannabis experience for yeah. customers. Hey, Stephen, uh, you're obviously representing... Um, Aegis as a board member, uh, you know, but that's probably all of Aegis because they might, they want to make sure that Charles, you know, do, going to do things the right way and grow the right way. Would you like to see them become the Aegis of the cannabis world, which is keep building brand, keep M&A and grow and grow, you know, for the next decade? Or, you know, or do you think that, you know, the, the greater play is get to a scale and then and then sell to a bigger you know to a big organization three four years from now. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways to answer that question. I think we really believe in, in Daniel and his team to make the right decision as those opportunities come out. Um, I think that the sky is the limit. I mean, Canada is a, an incredibly small market uh, compared to the many other countries that are um, starting to legalize and. And so how, how big can you grow in, a, in Canada? Well, that's a little bit limited, but uh, still lots of room uh, through M&A. And then I'm excited because, you know, you know Daniel's got a very uh, wide lens when he looks at this business. You know, he has the e-com where they're selling in Canada, U.S. and um, Australia. Australia. Yeah, not, not cannabis, but cannabis-related pro products. They have the wholesale. So they've got a bunch of things going on that, us to believe when we were vetting them as daniel said 
Like these guys aren't just another retail. They are thinking big. They're looking big. They're acting big. And I believe they're going to be the one of the front runners in the not so distant future. And we want to be along for the ride. We we're we're with them. We want to support them as as a member and an investor and uh and see where this thing can go. Dan, last word to you. Give us a peer into your crystal ball or or into your into your brain where you see how do you see Kiara position? Uh, and you know, would you would you like to scale it up and then eventually, you know, exit to a bigger company, a bigger American company, once you know nationwide, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, exposure in Canada, or do you have a vision where hey, take that Canadian strength, get as strong as you can, and then start you know acquiring the U.S. and growing there and be be the aegis of cannabis for the next decade. Yeah, it's a good question, George. I, you know what? I, you get asked that question a lot in, in business, and I, I've been an entrepreneur for kind of my whole life here. And it's like, you know, you're looking to get acquired. You look, you know, we're looking to win. We're, we're looking to run. We're looking to win. We're looking to do the right things. And if the opportunity comes up, we're not going to turn it down. So, 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 and I think that's how anyone should run a business. If the opportunity comes up and you're getting good value, do it. And, and then, you know, we've had a lot of interest on that side too, especially after this deal. We've had a lot in, inbound on that side. And, it's exciting. So what are we going to do right now? We're going to flush out and fill out our Canadian portfolio. We're already doing that. We're going to work the growth. I, I don't know if I even mentioned this on the last call, but I think we did what 92% uh, growth on our wholesale business from last year's same quarter. Uh, our wholesale is growing huge. So we have the wholesale business. We have the e-com assets that we just acquired. Like Steve said, uh, us, Australia, and Canada, us is a big market. Everyone's talking about, now we have business in the U.S. We are a U.S. you know operator uh, on that on that platform. You're going to see us as a true multi-channel retailer. Now we're going to build out all those channels, and we're going to flush out our portfolio in in Canada with with retail. We're going to be one of the top, if not the top, retailer in Canada, and we're going to bridge in the U.S. You know we're going to bridge in the U.S. and those other economies that open up, and you're going to see us grow. This is where it gets really really exciting. I think for Kira, you know we're here. We're public for a year now. Come up on October 20th. We have the assets we need to, to turn the company profitable. We have all the channels we need to be a true multi-channel retailer. And we have access to the biggest market in the world, which is the U.S. now. I mean, it's this is where it gets exciting, George. It's, you watch what we're going to do over the next year or two. It's going to be huge. I can't think of a better way to end this. We're definitely going to be watching. We're all excited. In the meantime, let's celebrate this you know, transaction here. Congratulations to both of you guys. It's never easy. People just think it's easy. Hey. Steve, you want to be acquired? It doesn't happen that way. Like you said, you guys have been talking for quite a while. So congratulations, you get it done, getting over the finish line and uh, looking forward to seeing what you guys do uh, for the foreseeable future, gents. Thanks so much. Thanks, Thank George. To everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening to my podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform. To both Daniel Petroff, CEO of Kiara Holdings, KO on the TSX Venture, and Stephen Pelton, the CEO of Aegis Brands, AEG on the TSX. For those of you new to the story, because you saw this big transaction and you want to know more, start your due diligence. Two ways to do that. First, get to the Kiara Hub and Agoracom. Take a look at the profile page. A nice two-minute overview gives you a good 1,000-foot overview of the company so you know exactly what they're doing. Because as Daniel said, they've got retail. They're, they're omni-channel. they got retail, wholesale, and e-commerce. So we got that all nicely laid out for you. And then from there, hop over to the QR website, do your deep dive due diligence, 
because if you believe in the future of cannabis retail, don't say we didn't tell you so. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey guys, this video is over, but don't forget to help your company by liking it and even leaving a comment below. And then don't forget to help yourself by subscribing to our channel and never missing another great Agoracom small cap video.